to the Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live a more authentic life. Every week, I have guests on the show from yoga teachers to meditation instructors, everyone to help you feel like the best you. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. We are back in person with our autumn seasonal wellness market, and we have paired up with Amanda Feinstein of Jan D Yoga and Julia Farhat. They are doing a donation yoga flow to support the families in Lebanon, and it'll be an hour-long flow starting at 12 p.m. on Saturday, September 19th. It's at Ocean Athletics in Neptune City, New Jersey. You can sign up under Mind Body on Jandy Yoga's website. It's a suggested $10 donation. And after the hour flow, we will have the autumn wellness market that is featuring Daily Dose CBD. We have Siren Essentials Elderberry. We have Essentially Sure doTERRA essential oils. We have Sammy Wolf featuring holistic pet care, and we have Dr. Kevin as our chiropractor. So come out, support a great cause, get some wellness afterwards, and we will also be featuring it across all of our social media channels so everyone can participate. We have even more vendors than I mentioned, so please come out, enjoy the great day, a great cause, and get some wellness in as well. Thank you so much, Rachel, for having me on and enjoy the rest of your episode. All right, you guys. So today on the show, I have Christine Ryberg. She's a registered dietitian. Um, She's also one of my former clients when I taught fitness classes. She's a mom. She also is passionate about healthy living. So this is a great conversation today. Um, Christine, thanks for being on my show. Thanks for having me, Rachel. It's nice to see you. Nice. This is the first time Rachel's seen me, like, not working out, actually, I think, maybe. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> my hair down. The same. <laughs> Probably, yeah. We're used to seeing each other, like, super sweaty and <laughs> in workout clothes, so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Christine is amazing. Uh, when she took my classes, she was one of the people like in the front row, like with so much energy, like loving working out while like everybody else was not feeling it. So, um, Christine has so much passion for exercise and wellness. So, so we definitely see eye to eye on that. Yes. Thank goodness for Rachel. Really? (laughs) Your energy brought it too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. So, um, I know we have a lot to talk about. I think, um, we'll just start by debunking some of the hangups that people have around food. Um, my friend Michelle was a dietitian too. She, she did a lot of, uh, talk around like, you know, how diet culture sucks, but I think, um, when it comes to eating healthy, what do you feel like people have the biggest hangups about? That's a good question because I feel like it depends on like what their goals are. Cause sure. I, it seems like people have different hangups. I would probably put them into two groups of, mm-hmm. uh, 
it's too difficult to change. Like this is my genetic makeup or this is, you know, this is just what I'm used to and I don't want to change. And then the people that want to change, but they're looking for quick fixes or they're looking for um, like, give me a meal plan or give me a, a book to read and I will do it. And then they do it for a few months, maybe even a year, but then go back to the, their bad habits from before. And so I would kind of say those are the two difficult and all of it is really lifestyle change and then embracing that. So like both of those, right? If both of those hangups, if, if they change their lifestyle, then and can embrace that and they'll see an improvement in their life. It's not about like how much you weigh or what you look like. It's just about feeling healthy and good about yourself. Oh, for sure. I, I think that also just relates to like you know, I saw somebody post something about like BMI and how it's so outdated and, you know, and we know this because we like to work out, but you know, you don't, you don't know how strong somebody is just by looking at them. They could work out every day and not be like a stick figure and that's totally normal. So I love just kind of like helping people understand things that are more normal about lifestyle and fitness and health. So that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I worked with a dietitian once where we saw our clients overlap sometimes mm. and um, it was working in a cardiovascular unit talking about heart health. And uh, she was a, a little bit on the heavier side, but she was a, the cleanest eater. She like, I mean, she was in perfect health. It's just, whatever with she had other health issues she had going on and her metabolism that she just wasn't. And people would request me over her and I would tell them, I go, you know what? I have high cholesterol. You shouldn't talk to me. <laughs> I'm like, her cholesterol is good. Mine is actually the bad one. So it is. Yeah. Good health isn't always what you look like, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh man. That's, that's really important for everyone to hear. I think we all get really caught up in like, you know, oh, I have a wedding coming up. I have to lose like 10 pounds. Well, this is pre-COVID, obviously. <laughs> I don't know how many weddings there are now, but. Um, right. I have to lose 10 pounds with a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Losing weight for the Zoom wedding. <laughs> it's true, though, right? It's a, it's not easy. Yeah. But yeah. And it's, I think it's just learning to be happy with yourself. Like I probably have two friends out of all the people I've ever been friends with that have been comfortable and happy in their body image. I mean, that's a problem, right? <laughs> like that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Totally a problem. And I also feel like, you know, it's a shame because when you look through magazines and you watch TV, like you don't see all different sizes and shapes and and I think, you know, teaching people to, number one, just embrace who they are is, like, the first relationship they have to work on before, you know, they're they're not going to abuse food in different ways. And I know that's another topic we'll talk about, but I really do think, you know, our culture doesn't necessarily help people when it comes to eating healthy or feeling good about themselves. Right. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thinking about good health is, I think being put on a back burner a little bit for some people, or it's an, it's adding to the anxiety, right? I mean, we were talking a little earlier how it's, it's going on a lot longer than we thought it would. So it's almost like, okay, I'll put that on the back burner for now. But then as your weight goes up or as you start to lose strength or you start to just feel 
like garbage because you're eating garbage, then I feel like that, you know, it makes your anxiety go up even more. Yeah, I think it would be good to talk about like maybe what can we do to help ourselves feel grounded in this specific situation that doesn't have to do with overeating or doesn't have to do with, um, I don't know, it's such a hard situation to be in in COVID. And I know this is a hard question too, but I don't know, maybe we can just brainstorm a little bit. Like, what do you think are some good ways to avoid that crutch of emotional eating or stress eating for people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, again, especially with COVID, I think that it's really changing people's relationship with food. And uh, instead of going to like to get that immediate fix, almost like, like a drug, then to embrace it a little bit more, like trying a new recipe or trying something new, you know, bringing the family, now that family's all together all the time, bringing the family together, being like, how can we incorporate new foods. One thing that I started doing with COVID is getting a produce box delivered and you don't know what you get in it. It's awesome because I'm trying new foods with the family. I'm eating way more vegetables. Like I'm a dietitian and I thought I ate a lot of vegetables. And then this box is for like two to four people. And I can barely, like my family of four can barely finish it each week. We're like, oh, <laughs> I get the half box too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Vegetables and fruits. But yeah. yeah. That's great. I, that's really cool that you guys are trying new recipes. Yeah. But I feel like that's like, I don't know, like trying to create it as something to do and really think about. I mean, the mindful eating is a big thing in my life and that I try to talk to clients about yeah. because, uh, I mean, I see it in my own kids where they literally just, they swallow the food whole. <laughs> you know, my seven-year-old said it once on a play date. They were both eating mac and cheese. She goes, I can swallow I can swallow macaroni and cheese without chewing it. Then her friend tried and started to choke. I was like, oh no, oh my not my watch. <laughs> oh my gosh. But <laughs> I have to talk to her all the time. I mean, from this young age about think about what you're eating and use your senses. You know, what does it taste like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Do you even like it? Because I think, again, kids were always saying, finish your plate or whatever. It, like, do they even like it? They just eat what's in front of them sometimes. Or a few oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's true. And what's crazy is like, I have so many friends that work in healthcare and you know healthcare. Like, what do you get? Like a 20 minute break from like patient to patient and you also have to like starve in between. <laughs> like, yes. Like, what is your actual lunch break? Like, I don't know. It's maybe it's not the same for all um, healthcare professionals, but a lot of them, um, like friends who are physical therapists who have patients back to back, friends who are nurses. And I know, like, they're just so used to doing everything so quickly. And I think, like, that's not healthy to to work like that, right? Yeah. And that's our culture, right? I think even working from home, a lot of people are having like video conference meetings over lunch breaks when they used to have scheduled lunch. I mean, everything is changing to be eat quickly and eat junk food, really, right? Like whatever's quick to grab is sometimes the stuff that's not easy. You have to like set up, you have to have a plan and really think about what is quick to eat or you can grab that is a good choice too. But yeah. yeah. And then while eating it, I mean, we're supposed to chew each food, like each bite of food over 20 times. 
I like, I think that's a lot if you try it, (laughs) but, um, in actually when I was in uh, college, we did a whole exercise on that. We had one chocolate chip and it was like Mm. walking through eating it. And it does, it was so impactful to me, even then to really go through this whole like way of thinking of what does it taste like? What does it feel like? Let's talk about it, you know, and chew it, like let it melt in your mouth and take your time eating it. And it is more enjoyable and satisfying, really. You know, I'm usually anti-diet and anti-rules and more like lifestyle changes, but yeah. I feel like you could have some rules that you could do and put and incorporate into your life that, you know, that are, um, what's the word, attainable, like attainable goals. And one is like not eating in front of the TV or even looking at your day and where are you doing the eating that isn't mindful. And I know for me, I know it's in front of the TV, you know? So I just try to never eat in front of the TV. I try to not watch commercials. The commercials kill me. Like, cause the commercials are all about food or it's people putting food in the, it, it does something to your brain. And I'm like, I need something to eat. It's like really bad. Yeah, it is. It's really bad. I, I honestly, like, I, I know a lot of people who would like watch Food Network all day. I'm like, how do you do that to yourself? Like, I can't. I know, right? But it's so fun. I like the cake decorating. <laughs> but, but luckily, I, I can't whip up a cake too quickly in the kitchen. So <laughs> it doesn't make me eat it. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. But I think there's like something to say about like slow culture of like doing things slowly and not rushing through things. And I also know like a lot of people really like, um, you know, making sure you eat meals with someone else. So it's like an experience. Like, what do you think about that? Oh, I totally agree with that. And, and having conversation mm-hmm. while eating, that slows you down too. And, and again, like you could talk about the food, even, but you could talk about all different things. Right. But yes, making it an experience and something. And then it's more fun sometimes too. Yeah. Even, and sometimes you need to make yourself do it. Right. Like, even eating with a friend or going out to eat in this again with COVID and having anxiety around that, but you can do it now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I personally love experiences. Like I think, you know, they definitely stay with you too. Like you remember like the restaurant cause you had such a good time there and yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like why we have certain things we like around the holidays too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's all tied to memory. Yeah, I do think there is something to say about like, you know, enjoying life and food is a part of life. So you have to be like, get to a point where you do make peace with food because I I actually remember talking to someone and um, they were like constantly on diets and like all they would think about is food all day long. And I'm like, that's a horrible way to live. Like, do you really want to like be thinking about food all the time and being so restricted? Like that doesn't seem fun at all. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not a fun way to live. But then I guess the question is for people like that, person and I actually have a friend that's like that too and she's always trying to pick my brain since I'm a dietitian but it is difficult to get her to change that because she's had an entire life of that like I think from a young age she's thought of food she's like every restaurant she drives by every bakery she's thinking what do they have in there and I mm. you know I want it and she plans it out and thinks about what she's going to have and it's like I actually struggle with her sometimes in helping her because even when she starts to get in a better path of thinking in a different way or, or like cooking and creating a meal instead of like 
passing by a place and grabbing something, then she tends to go back on that wanting to do a diet, wanting to have a specific plan because she, um, she's still thinking about food all the time. But she does admit that she thinks about it less when she is doing the mindful eating, you know, like, or in a different way, right? Like she doesn't have the same impulses as when she's trying to diet. When she's trying to diet, she's thinking about what she's not eating, not True. what she is eating. Yeah. yeah, I do think it's good to eat mindfully and have, you know, I think you enjoy yourself more. And I really think like, I know you're going to probably explain like your thoughts on balance, but you know, I, I feel like life is for living. Like you can't deprive yourself all the time. You should experience food, but it's also important to know how to nourish your body too, because you don't want to eat something and feel like a stomach ache later or something like that. So what do you think about, you know, some of the different like food trends and, and balanced eating? Like, what are your thoughts about all that? My thoughts about it. I, I feel very strongly with one thing in particular, and that's um, not saying unhealthy versus healthy and not categorizing food that way. Yeah. Um, I look at it as sometimes foods and all the time food. Mm-hmm. And uh, because if you say you can't have something, I mean, it's like anything, it's like, you know, the long time, they're the old thing saying like, don't think of pink elephants and you think of pink mm. elephants, you know, it's like, yeah. so, and then also it's tends to be a, a slide down a downhill slide after you would like do kind of fall off the wagon or whatever and eat the food you're trying to not eat and you eat more and more of it. So it's just looking at your whole, like you do kind of have to keep track though. Cause I, I, I have some clients that are like, I'm only doing eating sometimes foods sometimes, but they're eating a lot of sometimes foods. So it's kind of like all the time. So it's still keeping track of that and watching portion sizes, but it's just allowing yourself really to have whatever you want, but just keeping track of how much you're having. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about food journals? Cause I'm kind of pro food journals. I know you have a lot of experience too. I mean, uh, with just people you work with. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes food journals, are good and then sometimes they're not they're not good with people who are obsessive and who will also like I don't know I've personally done all of the things possible like when it comes to eating and food like I've done all of the things so I don't, <laughs> I'm like I don't know if I'm so like I remember at certain points in my life when a food journal helped me. And then I remember certain points in my life where food journal was just not good for me. So I think it really depends on the, like you said, the individual, there's so many different types of people out there. And unfortunately, like there are a lot of people who don't have a normal perspective when it comes to food. It's just unfortunate, but true. And I think, you know, people have to do like what works for them. So if a food journal is really going to help you stay on track, like do it. I I would encourage that. But if like a food journal is going to be something that makes you crazy and you, you are upset when you do it, like definitely figure something else out. I totally agree. Yeah. It's like, you have to read the person and and for like people listening now, they have to think about it with themselves, what that would do. Because I, I do think some people have no idea how much they're eating in a day. It's those people that aren't obsessive, right? Exactly. Like you said, like they, they're like, Oh no, I'm fine. I, I eat a salad for lunch and I eat 
salmon with rice for dinner, you know, and grilled vegetables, and that's it. You're like, really? Is that true? It could be. <laughs> but yeah, being honest with yourself, really. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that's absolutely right. I think also habits are important when it comes to eating, just like having healthy habits. Um, like, I'm really grateful that my parents always fed me vegetables and that went well with me as a child. Um, because I know, you know, now I don't mind eating vegetables. I never minded eating vegetables. It's never been foreign to me because those habits weren't ingrained in me when I was little. So it wasn't like, I don't know that like all people have healthy habits growing up or, you know, develop habits that will help them as an adult. So I think, that's also like something to say about the habits and like, okay, if you know, you have these healthy habits, if you're comfortable with healthy foods, it's going to be a little bit easier for you. But again, like, I don't want to use like the healthy because I know it's almost impossible to not use it all the time, but yes. Yeah. Like the, all the time choices, right? Yeah, It's true though. And even when we were growing up, of course I'm older than you are, but there wasn't as much information out there then. Like it was like the clean your plate, mm-hmm. um, kind of mentality. So that's something that I struggled with growing up where I still felt like I had to clean my plate, leaving still to this day, leaving stuff on my plate. Cause then I tried it again, the healthy goals or healthy rules or again, not healthy, but ones that you can do in your life. Um, fit in your life is leaving some on the plate when I go to the restaurant because restaurants are so such huge portions. Yeah. And so I always try to do that and like put my napkin on it or whatever. Cause it reminds me, you know, I'm full. But I found that every time I went to a restaurant, I was overfull. So I started doing that. But it's it's hard. Like again, some good choices and decisions can cause anxiety in people if it's not their culture or what they grew up with, right? And so it's hard to change. But you have to think of the end result that you're going to be healthier overall, right? Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's really interesting. It's only been like recently that I can um eat and not clear my plate like I can really relate to that like now I know just because I've done mindful eating exercises and I've been like okay I'm not really hungry anymore so it's a good time to stop but yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally used to eat the whole thing just because it's it's in front of you right it's there right yeah and also like I'm a frugal person like I just yeah. and then the environment recycling sustainability like all that it's all Stuff in my head. I sound crazy. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but it can be done. See if anybody's thinking like me and worrying about all this stuff. You can do it. <laughs> well, it's a practice for sure. Like again, yeah. else, the more you do it, the better you get at it. So yes, it's true. It's true. But yeah, and it all ties back to mindful eating too, right? Even that. Yeah, being aware of what your body needs and what you feel like. And then stopping yourself and changing those other bad habits. Yeah. 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 What do you feel like um, helps you stay the most on track? I know we already named like a few tips, but like if you could just pinpoint like one specific thing that keeps you on track the most, what do you think it would be? It would probably be, I mean, right now my kids, because Mm -hmm. I want to be a good example to them. Like, so I did grow up, like I went through a lot of different ups and downs with my relationships with food, um, at growing up. And I don't want that for them, you know, and even like, even talking to my friends and, you know, the body image and 
I just, I want them to have a healthy body image. I want them to have a healthy relationship with food and really enjoy it. And so I think the best way to do that is exposing them to things like you were saying, like they don't always want to eat vegetables, but I always have it on their plate. I always have it available to them. Um, and then also uh, by being a good example. And that's even been researched and proven that whoever is raising around the kids, if they see people that they look up to, the adults eating vegetables, if they see them not finishing their plate and eating slowly, then they will mimic that. Even if they don't at the time, they will as they, they, as they get older and they grow up. So it does stick with them. I really love that you tied it back to setting an example for your kids. I felt that like when you said it, I was like, that's amazing. And that's so true that like, you don't want your kids to have unhealthy eating, you know, relationships. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and it's all adults. So it's like, you're, you don't want your niece and nephews to, right? Like I don't, kids pick up on everything around them. I mean, everything. And so even like, if you're a teacher, if you're teaching yoga to kids, right? Like they really take that in and they look up to you and you know, I, mean, I don't think, I know I didn't realize until I had kids and saw how they react to people, yeah. how much kids look up to adults in their life. It's just, and even the, like small interactions with people, they remember them and they talk about them. And, you know, I think that it's just that realization that we're all connected mm-hmm. and we all affect each other. And it's just, I don't know. It's my nature. Like I, again, I became a dietitian partly too to help people. Mm-hmm. And it's like that I want to help people thing. Yeah. And so just try to be positive, I guess, and be a good example. Yeah. But yeah, not always easy. Yeah. But you know, it's true. Kids are sponges and at least your intentions are all there. So even if you have some days where like, whatever, you're human, like it's, it's so nice that you're trying to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Hey friend. Thanks for checking out this episode of the solutions podcast. For more episodes, just like this, be sure to subscribe. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at solutions pod. Thanks again for listening and be sure to check out our next episode.